Welcome to Liquid Gold. I'm Kenneth Dedman. All right, where you need lots of booze to get through the news. It's a booze news spectacular right here on Liquid Gold. My name's Mike Wolf, your host, along with my co-host, the man over here, Kenneth Dedman. Today we have a very special guest in studio. He's a playlist professional of the highest order. His name is Patrick Goodspeed. Patrick. It's great being here. This will be fun. We've just You just heard the toasty crackle of some really nice uh, bubbly here that Kenneth brought. This is Domain Carneros from Napa. This is aged three years in the bottle. And that's really, if you're looking for a good sparkler for the holiday season, get something that's been aged in the bottle like this stuff. Aged in the bottle for three plus years. Get that bottle conditioning, that toasty crackle. And uh, it's just incredible. We have with us in studio producer extraordinaire Michael Eads. Michael, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. Little family time, little non-family time. You know? Excellent. Everything Excellent. you could ask for. We're going to hear a really amazing uh, holiday playlist hack from Michael here in just a second. Why don't you tell us what you're, what you're going to get us started with? Well, there's certain things in the holiday playlist that I will pull that isn't specifically Christmas, but usually will have certain elements to it that still remind me of Christmas, whether it has like sort of those jingle bells or whatnot. Um, but it's also a good time of year that you can kind of indulge in some of the kind of cheesy, sappy type things. Sure, yeah. Um, but this is um, some Alice Coltrane, which um, for those of you who are used to the Vince Guaraldi album and the Charlie Brown Christmas, like there's a few of these on here that really can round that out. Like if you're sick of that or something to add in addition to it. Um, That's beautiful. What is this? What song? It is, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation, um, Turiya mm. and Ramakrishna. Hmm. T-U-R-I-Y-A and Ramakrishna. Very cool. Yeah, it kind of sounds it. like the epiphany moment in like a 90s sitcom, like when lessons are learned. I could listen to it all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like a constant, you know, like orgasm. Of yeah. sitcom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Background music. Like when someone uh, goes upstairs to do homework and then they like run away or they like sneak out out the window and the mom's like, I thought they were up there doing homework. And then this music plays. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, what were you watching, dude? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a mashup of like Family Ties and Saved by the Bell. They never really did runaways he... very well. Everyone always like went and lived behind the shed or something like that. They never really go far. Right. It's just like Kevin McAllister realizes the next door neighbor is not evil and that he's been right. watching out for him all along. This is his contemplative moment. And he's just shoveling snow. He's just shoveling snow. Because there's a lot of fucking snow in <laughs> Chicago in the winter. I think that's a lot more accurate to like the humans, like the American psyche than we realize, though. Like. Definitely. Well, uh, today it's Booze News Spectacular. We're going to catch up on mm-hmm. all the booze news we've been missing out on over the last couple weeks. Um, go back and check out all the archives at weownthistown.net, as well as all the other podcasts going on there. The music show, which is coming up. And you can also find us, thanks to Michael, on our new website, liquidgold.show. It's liquidgold.show. You can find all the shows and see a really cool picture of Kenneth and I <laughs> crushing a cocktail competition to the point where like people thought we cheated. It was like, sorry, 
It's just that good. What, it, it wasn't that wasn't a competition. We were doing something for charity. Uh, no, they, and it you, was a competition. No, it wasn't. You, you, we, then you how took did we win? As, I don't, we didn't win. We anything. won a certificate. No. Yes, we everyone did. got a certificate. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Wow, <laughs> it's true. He won't even allow allow us to have that win. We were doing the, it was like the Martha O'Brien Center, right? Right. We were just it, we were, it wasn't a competition. No, we were, yeah, we won first place. We were just were you guys raising the only money. One How did we got, get the certificate? And you took it as a competition because it was in a basketball gym. You got all hyped. Did true everyone story. get a gift certificate? No, no. Well, then you no. won. If it was only you guys. We'll go back to the film. We'll go back to the film. We'll go back to the tape. Uh, but do, so ch- funny. do check that out. Well, if you go to Liquid Gold Show, there's an Easter egg, and then I photoshopped that certificate. And it, it's That's a right. totally different award. <laughs> yeah. So you really got to zoom in. So we're going to have to post the original, I think, or something. But... Uh, <laughs> So that's amazing. So lots of booze news stuff to come. As always, follow us on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod and um, follow everything that's going on with We Own This Town at We Own This Town on Instagram. So Michael, you have a really cool holiday music hack that you were telling us about. And we were like, we must talk about this on the show. So tell us about it. All right. So uh, there are a lot of professional playlisters that make amazing, uh, obscure playlist selections uh, that I totally love and indulge in myself but a couple years ago i found this thing called the kmart holiday special and what it is is exactly what it sounds like someone has found the in-store holiday music for kmart from 1975 to early 90s and digitized all of it and then put it on YouTube and put it on archive.org wow. and you can listen to you know 1983's Kmart in-store holiday music and it's actually phenomenal. It's actually really good selection. That's incredible. Uh, and it's intercut with uh, random in-store announcements so it will remind you that there's no shopping on the store floor. Please go to the uh, you know, wherever you get your hot dogs at Kmart and go smoke there. But the the songs are great. They're mostly instrumental and fairly obscure, at least for my taste they're fairly obscure. Mm-hmm. Uh and I generally just put that YouTube video on at least three times a year and just let it roll. It's about two hours long, and it's a phenomenal backdrop. That's incredible. That would be great for a party. I feel like it's gotten to the point with Christmas music and a lot of times on like the radio stations that play them, it's just the same ones that get recycled. But this would be an opportunity to go back and listen to something more authentic and something more timeless. Yeah, yeah. and just relive being at Kmart as a kid. Yeah, right. Right, mm-hmm. blue light um, specials everywhere. Do you have a little sample uh, pulled up for us on that? Yes, I do. So we're gonna hear. This is Kmart. Do we know what year this is? It says 1974, but I think. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, it's more. Oh yeah, it's like David Lynchian kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful music, but inside of Kmart, it takes on a different context. Oh, for sure. I kind of imagine a Kmart in black and white. <laughs> Well, totally. <laughs> it's funny Woolworths you say that. or something. <laughs> the I don't know how much vaporwave you guys listen to, but it's essentially taking um like easy listening stuff and pop stuff and it's kind of um uh, remixed in a way where it kind of makes easy listening and generic music kind of cool like it kind of takes some of the best moments and whatnot but i think it almost came about because 
so many of the bands when we were younger that used to be alternative kind of became the establishment. So it's almost like kind of the backwards thing where it's like, well, we can take the establishment and make it now it's alternative a little more alternative <laughs> yeah. and it's really kind of cool but it's weird but this type of thing where it's like just specifically for like uh an environment or a place or a feeling and you know it's kind of cool yeah it's pretty cool so what's the best way to find it youtube yeah yeah and Perfect. you know what i'll also <laughs> put it in the description for this episode so Excellent. anyone can find it very easily all right so you can find it we'll have a link at uh we own this town.net uh the liquid gold uh episode file and then uh the episode link and then we'll also have um we'll have it on liquidgold.show so uh incredible thank you michael you're welcome i'm Thanks going to leave you now all right appreciate thank it thank you so much mike michael's going back into the high-powered sound booth where he perches above a glass, a really thick yeah, glass thick window, and stares at us. Glass. That's pretty cool. Kmart's the uh, the first place I shoplifted from. Well, really? What did you uh, what What did you shoplift? And was it during the holiday season? Yeah, definitely during the holidays because I, you know, like was shoving shit in my pants, so I needed a jacket to cover it up. Mostly tapes. Uh, Led Zeppelin four. Um, First time I listened to it all the way through, it was a stolen tape. Uh, nice. A bunch of Pink Floyd. It was just like those two. I feel like uh, Slippery When Wet as well. Like uh, Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yeah. I think wow. I just stole that to steal it. Yeah, nobody like, the wants others, to pay for that. For the longest time, <laughs> you know, I was taking the other ones because I, I didn't have any money for them. And I really wanted them because all the kids already had t-shirts. And I didn't freaking know what the fuck the shit was. So stole those and then i got the thrill for it and then i kept on going back to kmart um for the until you everyday low prices yeah like uh i just started going in there just <laughs> the low prices just, just, i love that we're plugging a we can plug a defunct department store <laughs> yeah all right i did my part yeah so patrick you're a playlist professional this is that time of year where you do need music for for your holiday gatherings you need music for you know at the bar and you've been doing the music stuff there for a while. But tell us, what, what makes a good playlist? What what are you thinking about? Because I know that you put a lot of thought into it. Um, you've done you've done it for a lot of different bars. You've done it for parties. You DJ. You're Patrick Wayne the Selector. Yes. As your DJ name. Um, but tell us what makes a good playlist and what things you're thinking about while you put it together. A lot of what I'm thinking about is the actual place and what would actually be... Like, you know, like the environment. Yeah, and I know some people don't like Christmas music, and I feel like a lot of times that's because it's force-fed to us. It's not very well edited. It's often the same songs over and over, so you're sick of it, so you never even want to put on that. But there's a lot of great things that, you know, especially for Christmas, you know, that are kind of heartwarming or festive um something you know when we're doing it for the bar like something that you want to lounge around to with your family or friends that you go out with that isn't annoying like you know uh i had to go to the mall it was even the end of october but they were already like piping it through and you know they might get a few of them that you want to hear but you also get a lot of them that you don't want to hear so i don't want to put anything on the playlist that you're going to hear on the generic radio station or in a mall or in a Walgreens. Yeah, like the or, George Michael one, the Paul McCartney one, the Mariah yeah. Carey. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, um, there's so much other stuff. 
the main one, and I feel like if you're in the mood for those, one of my best friends loves Mariah Carey to pieces, and you I know, do. He probably I mean, I, listens yeah. to that, you know, at least thirty times every, you know, December, and I think he starts probably in November. But uh-huh. but if you want to hear that, um, you know where it is, and right. you know it isn't going to be hard to find. But if you're cooking for family and friends like you want something that's going to warm your house or if you're you know working a bar around this time like maybe having something that's overly annoying isn't going to be what you're going to want to put on like you know you're not going to want to stay at a place that's just like a yeah, lot over of the, the top like volume heavy like yeah you know. um and you want it to feel special i mean um i think that's one of the things you know, if you think about as a kid, you know, the lead up to Christmas was almost always better because you're imagining you're getting these like great treasures and cool things that you're going to get. And then, you know, on Christmas Day, you know, you know, most of the time you don't like what you get. So it's, you know, yeah, and it's a over till yeah. your birthday, at least. And Yeah. So, you know, you want those things that kind of feel the jazzier stuff that I'll pull is, you know, quite a bit more elegant, like something that you want to sip on something, you know, nicer to. Um, since this is a, a boozy podcast, like this is also the time of year where, you know, not only do I love having champagne, but it's also one of the only times of year that I will drink scotch or certain things that feel like it's special. I love the combination this time of year. From Step Brothers, um, when he's super depressed on Christmas Eve and he goes to the Cheesecake Factory, the yeah. dad, because he's just fed up with all of it and he goes to get scotch and cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's a good Christmas time uh, alone at a bar. <laughs> that's a good combination. And for people that don't drink a lot of whiskey, boy, it's really great with dessert. Like bourbons or scotches or whatnot like i love it you have something like that with a creme brulee or a chocolate cake or whatever it is that your dessert of choice is so we're gonna go to the cheesecake factory nice get some scotch yeah let's do it is is there one that you could pull from right now that maybe like surprised you or uh kind of inspired you as you were diving into all this holiday music to because you've you've come up with uh, a couple of really amazing holiday playlists, but is there one that really like was like I didn't expect to find that? There's a few songs that are just so underplayed and are so awesome, and it is it's criminal how little this is played. Uh, it's from the '70s. It's from the Ohio Players, and they have the greatest backup singers in this, and it's one of the most perfectly christmas songs like they out boys to men boys to men Mm. i don't know why it hasn't been redone or covered but it's just about perfect how it is already like yeah you love it it's got that sugary vibe oh yeah like so much of the holiday so good so saccharine but like this is nice this is like nice sugar this is like the good sugar yeah it's like the organic sugar you know they're not yelling in your face to pretend to celebrate it's a little bit nostalgic but listen when these backup singers come in it's better than the chipmunks oh there's really just one thing we want to say 
God, nice. and this is pre-auto tune and everything. I mean, it's those are real so people. Good, yeah, like. Like, how is every R&B or boy band group not covered this yet? Like, it's too hard to sing. <laughs> so, that's one of them. Yeah, um, that's good. It's just so good. Um, there's another one that I don't hear very often. That is by Solomon Burke, and mm, it feels soul singer, yeah. It feels as Christmassy as you know, like the Phil Spector Christmas album. Like it's just got some wonderful Christmas feels to it. Um, let's go over to that. Oh, this is gonna be a groove for me. It's gonna be a little something different, but we're gonna give it to him anyway. Are you ready? Come on. Ha! He sounds like a Solomon. Yeah. All around the world. He sits there on like a throne when he sings. He's got a huge suit on, big red suit. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody. <laughs> like he, it's like he's inviting you into Christmas. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if those are church bells in the background or whatever, but just kind of has that. Under one great big Christmas tree. It's just about perfect. That's great. Um, for every Johnny that wants a car. <laughs> yes. Now, you're pretty good at finding like some international gems and looking all over the world for really cool music. Did you yeah. find anything that is like from a country we've never been to a country maybe we didn't even know existed and you found some holiday music from that corner of the world I'll bet I'll bet there's something there is um you know if I could just give out Christmas presents to everyone on the one I would say you know I'm even fat enough to be the world another one one of the genres that um probably gets overlooked at Christmas is um, some of the more easy listening things from like old era Hollywood and stuff like that. Um, Burt Kampfert. Um, I think he's from Germany, so it's not quite that far away, but... Uh, Burt Kampfert. He... <laughs> I think he did. He wrote like Strangers in the Night and a lot of the stuff that oh, wow. um, Frank Sinatra sings. So if you kind of like your Frank Sinatra type Christmas, like, or Nat King Cole, like he really uh, gets some of these great. Is this him right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just one of the great composers, conductors. I'm pretty sure Stephen P. Uh, knows of him pretty well. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of great. Um, there's some other stuff that I found. Um, that's so good. In hip-hop, we pretty much have, like, Christmas and Hollis, Curtis Blow's Christmas Rap, and, and um, maybe Outkast Players Ball um, as kind of the, the main ones. Rage Against the Machine uh, Christmas album. <laughs> Do they have a Christmas is album? Is there a real? 
Was there a rage Christmas owl? I daydreamed it once. Santa. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but off of the, for those of you out there who like, you know, Jay Dilla and some beats and stuff like that. Um, a few years ago, there's a, this kind of remixed Christmas that uh, it's called a rap vacation Xmas. Uh, by Mind Design, I think he's on the Stones Throw Stones Throw label, but it's kind of weird, but kind of has these great loungy beats to it. Um, a little bit fragmented, oh, wow. but um, taking those old, uh, almost like Overlook era hotel type. This is almost like taking jams. the. Taking the Kmart, yeah, soundtrack and uh, yeah, and it's a messing with like it. that, yeah. <laughs> um, they did a little remix for yeah. Charlie Brown. I've heard this, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, there's a couple other songs that um, tell us again who's doing this. Mind Design, Mind M-N-D. Design. SGN. Um, I think he's off Stone's Throw. He does a lot of cool stuff, but um, to get something that's just like tasty and remixed, again, that's not in your face or annoying or, you know, shoveled to you, um, but it still has that kind of feel to it. Um, Another song that's not Christmas by Coop, K O O P, Mm -hmm. um, sounds super Christmas. Like, doesn't it sound like everything Christmassy. Totally. Um, Almost sounds like Mariah Carey's about to start singing right here. (laughs) So it's one of the things when making the playlist that um, finding some of the singers that are typically heard a lot at Christmas, um, you know, and kind of rounding them out. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of... uh, that Bruce Springsteen Christmas song, but uh, since you're used to hearing him at Christmas time, if you put like I'm on fire or something like that on, it's almost like his version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but some of those folks that maybe you hear probably too much and pulling like some of their, you know, more nostalgic jams and stuff like that, um, a lot of. You know, Motown fits in pretty well with a lot of our old favorites. Like, I was thinking about this last night where most of the main Christmas albums that are kind of great from front to back, um, Charlie Brown Christmas, Elvis's Christmas, um, Phil Spector's Christmas, like, all came out within, like, five years of each other. Mm. Um, so that late 50s to early 60s type thing. And a lot of music from that era, you know, Motown and whatnot, you know, kind of fits along with it. So Right, because it was wanna... almost Christmassy. It was a lot of major chord, a lot of happy melodies. Yeah. Of, it was before things changed as the 60s took hold and then the Beatles came on and all that. Yeah. And the Stones. But yeah, music was a little bit more Christmassy then in the early 60s. And yeah. Yeah. I could see how that would work. um, And I also don't mind um, at this time of year, like um, if you get into some of that Motown gospel stuff, like Aretha Franklin, the Etta James, the Ella Fitzgerald, like even if it's not a Christmas song, like you 
put that on in December around your house or even at the bar, like, it feels good, you know, you've been battling traffic jams and shopping and family and stuff like that, that kind of having some of that soul and gospel stuff, um, it's the one time of year where I really like it and it fits in with a lot of the, you know, the other Christmas themes for the most part. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what do you guys uh, usually listen to as your favorites? So I do love the, just like around the house, you know, when we've got the kids running around, you just kind of want something classic and something that really feels like Christmas. So we love the Elvis record, the Elvis, the one from the 50s, the Elvis Christmas is really, really good. That was the one Um, my dad always played. It's tough to beat that one. Yeah. Uh, The band's really good on it. Um the and then uh, the Sinatra stuff, love that. There's some great James Brown. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Really, There's... really freaking hopping. Yeah, yeah. That that's good for There's like a couple. A good Christmas party. What's weird about a lot of his his Christmas stuff is like they're lo- like kind of long tracks, and I feel like a lot of Christmas songs tend to be like there he is two minutes like real quick they make their point yeah do it again and then they get out of there and move mm-hmm. on to the mm-hmm. next one there's James Brown just like has some anthems yeah and I don't I don't know that people uh know how much he recorded out there in Madison at the star day recording studio oh, yeah. out there over, I mean that was like one of his off, favorite uh, studios do like West Avenue right yep right over there yeah. near Gallatin I think the building is still there Oh wow! I know they've been talking about refurbishing it or doing something with it, but um, that was one of his favorite studios right here yeah. in uh, in Madison. Supposed yeah. supposedly, Nashville. Jimi Hendrix uh, recorded there for sure. Yeah, he did sessions there. There should be a historical monument now. There should they they should rebuild the studio and make it a thing. If you guys haven't heard very much, um, some of the songs get unbelievably beautiful, like Greg Lake's version of "I Believe in Father Christmas." It's funny to think about because like when someone says they don't like Christmas music, it's like, well, Christmas music is in like every genre from, you know, rock to hip hop and jazz and all that kind of stuff. But um, Greg Lake's version of I Believe in Father Christmas almost sounds like it is Christmas music as its own genre sort of a thing, like kind of regal. Um it's a little bit sentimental, but it almost... It's like a little more real. Yeah. And it's like, a little bit more like, no, nah, this is the real shit. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how it is. <laughs> like, if you had to play Christmas music for Mozart or something like that, it'd be oh, like, yeah. this would be, you know, something like that. But um, there's a lot of great... There's a ton of stuff that just kind of like warms your house and warms your bar that makes you you know want to sip on something and hang out with family and friends mm-hmm. like um you know the john fahey stuff yeah That's his his christmas record yeah is incredible um he's got his version of uh i think silent night and oh, then nice. uh he he's got some incredible christmas music that i'd recommend people check out because yeah. you don't think of him in terms of christmas music but he has a whole album um, and then I know he's canceled. Let's talk about somebody who's canceled, full on canceled. Is he canceled? Okay, John no, 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 not him, not him. Oh, but Mark Koslick from Sun Kill Moon. Oh. He's fully canceled from what? Uh, just being a dick. I think being a dick to to the ladies and being sketchy and you know 
I, I don't know a lot of the story, but I will say he did a really like spiritual Christmas album. I think it's just him in a choir. Yeah. In like a church. Yeah. And it's really good. Really okay. good Christmas. And uh, he overdubs his voice a lot. He plays some great guitar on it. That's a really cool Christmas album. And then, but my favorite. Yeah. Which is, I don't believe it's on the streaming services. You can get it on YouTube. The vinyl record is really hard to find, and I'm usually on eBay for 100 bucks to 200 bucks. Is Ray Charles, The Spirit of Christmas. That's, the, oh, that's yeah. to me, the best Christmas, the greatest Christmas album is his album. You'll, you'll remember the song from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. He's got one of the songs is in there. Um, well, the, the title track, Spirit of Christmas, is in National Lampoon's Christmas movie. So people know that song from that movie. Yeah. But that whole record called The Spirit of Christmas is incredible. And I think there are CD versions that are a little bit more affordable. You can buy like rare CD versions for 25 or 30 bucks. Oh, the wow. vinyl will set you back 100 to $200. But it's incredible. So we've every year this time of year, and we've done it recently. My wife and I we get on eBay. Let's see, is this the year we can get the Spirit of Christmas? And there was a version. There was like a version that was a little bit scratched, but it was coming from Hawaii. And because of everything, we didn't think we'd get it by Christmas. So we're still we're not gonna we're not gonna quite pull the trigger on something that's too expensive like that. But that's a great record. You can listen to it on YouTube. Excellent. That's really the best place to find it. So that's my favorite Christmas album. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. Ray Charles, great man, so good. First concert, my first concert, really. Ray Charles, yeah. No kidding. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I was pissed. I'd never heard of him. <laughs> I, was a, I was a kid, dude. Like, I was pissed off, and then it was cool. You're like, why hasn't anyone told me about this? This was probably pre Super Bowl commercial. It was where he did. Oh, you got yeah. the right one, oh, baby. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Way before that, an album in that same time frame that we were just talking about. That John Coltrane did, um, which is essentially, I think it's like an EP, but it's uh, his version of My Favorite Things. Um, wonderful. If you have to drive to family, it's Oh, his snowy. record. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole record, right? My Favorite Things. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's he's such a good record. A couple of versions of it, and it was kind of when he was exploring a little more free jazz thing so yeah. his his solos aren't quite as gentle as like the charlie brown christmas um but with the chaos of the holidays like he really nails it like you can put it on probably front to back but even if you're making a pl- christmas playlist like he's got a like a three minute version and he also has like a 13 minute version or nice. something like that so depending on how much you love john coltrane which should be a lot this is a great record yes so i love it yeah and i didn't even hear of that until like the late 90s and you know someone that was driving us around just like put it on and it was christmas time and it was like how have i not heard this before um i think that's one of his best albums yeah i think it's considered it's on not on the level of like love supreme Supreme. and all that and a few of those but i think it's right there it's right underneath those it's yeah. a good reason. And then, I mean, again, you can round it out. You know, if there's other John Coltrane songs that you love, like, that's a good time of the year to bring it out. There's a... So, My Favorite Things, that was done in, like, a 3-4 time as well. And, you know, uh, Dave Brubeck's tape, Take 5 is in that same type of thing. 
This is a vocal version. It's called Deck Five by Saturday's Children. So they're kind of doing this over their version of a Dave Brubeck's Take Five. And it kind of has a little bit of organ to it. And it almost can sound like a gothic Christmas. Like you'd imagine like Dracula or something like that. Kind of a, <laughs> this would be his Christmas song. It's like that Halloween song. organ. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very like Sun Ra. Yeah. yeah. Another, you can pull stuff from that too. That, uh, But you kind of hear this like organ where it's like, oh yeah. Um, One time I was listening to a Sun Ra live record, and there was a there was something that was soloing, something was taking the lead, and I was like, I have no no idea what that is. What the hell is that instrument? And then I was looking on the credits and everything, and I found out it was a vacuum cleaner. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they were like a toaster oven or something. Like, yeah. It's like that's funny. That's like vacuum cleaner shit, man. Amazing. We can only perform this live with a vacuum cleaner. Just plug it in. Longest extension cord for a vacuum cleaner. Um, yeah. Cool. He's awesome. All right. We're going to roll into some booze news. All right. Ready? Yeah. Shit. And the time has come. Booze new spectacular year-end edition. It's the holidays. Kenneth, what's booze worthy out there? Holy shit, Mike. Where do you all want to start? Um, there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot. Let's get Florida out of the way. I kind of want to retire. The Florida Files. Here we go with the Florida Files. Kicking it off. I lucked out on this one. It was like uh, <laughs> current, like right before right before we got in here in the studio. Apparently a lady on a uh, appropriately named Spirit Airlines flight from Fort Lauderdale to Nashville attacked a, uh, a stewardess. Uh, she wouldn't serve her any more alcohol. Uh, punched her in the <laughs> face. Oh. Oh um, pulled Those another another stewardess's hair and uh, was odd, oddly like uh, was restrained by a passenger that had zip ties on him. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> no one said. No one like. Uh, there's no. There's no development in the story about where zip ties came from. But what they were supposed to be used for. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they just have them. Like it's like a yeah. weapon you just bring with you, like maybe flight attendants. Like, we always have a corkscrew like, in our pocket. You know, like in a action movie where like someone throws you an extra clip for your gun. Because they always flight just attendants have one. just like throwing around zip ties. Hmm. I don't know. That's probably awesome. would be good to have. Forty-year-old, forty-two-year-old Karen. I, I, I'm assuming. Uh, Is her name really was, Karen? Because that would be amazing. No, they oh, didn't okay. release her name yet. Quite yet. She was just getting booked <laughs> on the way in the door here. Uh, she was um, detained by uh, Nashville International Airport Police. Mm. They're not called BNA pol- Police. The airport's BNA. Yep. But officially, the police are Nashville International Airport Police. Wow, that's a I haven't seen that like hat. The N I A P. That's probably a tough hat to get. Um, yeah. Drew Bledsoe, a former quarterback, just bought eighty acres of Pinot Noir primed real estate in Oregon. Mm, nice. Following the trend of uh, CJ McCollum, a Port- Portland Trail Blazer who uh, has a uh, Pinot Noir uh, vineyard as well as uh, Channing Fry and uh, Kevin Love. They both own the uh, chosen uh, family wine- winery um, all in Willamette Valley. Mm. 
taking over. Yeah, a lot of the NBA players have gotten into wine. Dwayne Wade, he has a wine. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's way into wine. And Lebr- LeBron's lot- super into it. Yeah, LeBron, I think he's got a wine somewhere, a steak in one. But yeah, it's definitely been a trend the last uh, last 10 years or so. Well, and a, more so the last five. This is a dope. It's dope residual because it's property, probably, more mm-hmm. than anything else. Property's probably better than like, fucking gold right well, now. Well, they can, yeah. Yeah, and they can like change labels around too. That's probably they probably like the flexibility of that. They can be like, "Well, I can do this on my label, but we can sell this to another label." You get some flexibility. I mean, they don't there. do. They what don't do, do we shit. Need to they, buy just, a they don't do shit. They just own it. Like, I mean, they really just like lease it out to like a professional, right? Right. Who promises to make a return for them? And uh, but I know Dwayne Wade. He like has his own label, so it's like, you know, they can probably work together, and you know, what's that label called? Wade Wines. Yeah, I was already, I'm already kind of speculating. Welcome to Dwine Country. <laughs> Let's get one of our producers on that. When you try to search for Dwayne Wade Wine, what comes up like before wine is Wingspan. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's very NBA player. So it's uh, Wade Sellers, three by Wade. And it's uh, winemaker Jason Palmeyer. He's bringing the knowledge and the passion. And uh, they do iconic wines of California. Wade Sellers, hmm. iconic. Shout ones. out, yeah. All right, uh, I'll go. Make, I'll make some Americanos. Okay, cool. Um, um, do you want to get through tequila real quick? Yeah. All right, tequila and, tales, and then we'll pick up on on whiskey. So Patron XO canceled. It's over. Oh, is it really canceled? Yeah. Like Mark Koslick? Yeah. Uh, mm. Tequila is too expensive now for them to to waste it. It's, it's kind of like hmm. kind of what they announced, even though like. Uh, it wasn't like a top seller for them. It had a really big rally during the pandemic due to the increasing cost of just producing tequila. Mm-hmm. I guess they just don't want to waste 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 the uh, waste the distillate on coffee. And you could fucking do it at home on your own too. True. Probably way better. Like uh, oh, I got a good. Uh, I have a good follow up. Um, agave follow up. Oh yeah. Is it about Travis Scott? Nope. Well, he's gotten sued. But tequila, Y'all know that, right? Tequila is about to... from his fire. No, nah, you would think because or of all na- the people uh, who died. Sorry, the fight. No, nah, totally like uh, a separate separate lawsuit. Um, oh, uh, he has like a uh, a agave flavored um, like a, what do you call it? like a seltzer like like a, a like a like, a, like, a, like a claw action. like a, he's got his own claw. He's got his own claw. Yeah. Um, it's called, uh, it's called cacti apparently getting sued in Arkansas for false advertisement because it, his products like sweetened with agave and, um, there's some sort of like, uh, public purchasing group that is suing him because they say it's misleading that it doesn't say that it's sweetened by agave. It's just like, it says it's an agave, an agave beverage. Which it is sweetened with agave, mm. but but it's the alcohol in, in it is cane is is like uh, fermented cane. Oh, interesting. I've got a little tequila follow up for you. So agave and tequila in general have a new agricultural frontier. Okay, so let's. This is from Forbes. They did a story here in the last couple weeks where they mentioned how uh, between 2000 and 2020. Production of tequila in Mexico increased from 
1.6 million liters up to 374 million liters. More significant is the fact that production of 100% blue agave soared from 25 million liters to 228 million liters, a nine-fold increase. So people have been looking for other areas to grow agave. Where, where else can we grow this agave? Enter Australia. Australia. Whoa. You, you weren't going to cover that, were you? I'm not. No, we covered it on Booze News like a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Because, yeah, Australia is uh, opening up this whole new frontier for agave. Um, so they're they're hard, interesting. They're, it's That's hard great. to it's hard to like uh, pollinate them. So you have to have like the right um, environment to begin with. But you can't like you got to have which animal? Uh, bats. Right. Oh. Wow. Yeah, you have to have. What a, do the bats do? They pollinate the agave. They're the only. Yeah, they, they they're go the around, only they thing go around and and uh, eat the blooms, which which happen incredibly yeah. rarely. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually at the end of the agave's life. So so yeah. you have to have a blooming agave to begin with. Oh, by yeah. it. so you have to have this huge property. It's got to be like the right soil, we'll say, because uh, different agaves could grow at different elevations and shit, but like you have to have bats. Yeah. Or, yeah, so you probably got to have like caves or, you know, some some sort of, uh, you know, the little uh, bat houses people build, yeah. which they're probably not doing out in the middle yeah. of the desert. Like bat, you need <laughs> so you probably need to have need a cave. Bat, you need bat caves. Yeah. So, so you need superheroes. You need Australian superheroes. It's fucking complicated shit. You know the guy. The We're guy, blowing his the guy mind that, over here. The guy that plays Thor is Australian. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. That's what you need, Patrick. The agave will uh, it blooms anywhere from fifteen years to like forty years. It just okay. depends. Um, so you need a large property. That I thought it was like seven years in Mexico. Some, some that, of them, yeah. Like every like, seven years, though. There are a lot, a lot of different kinds, for sure, and, and the, they, they grow well at different. In different environments, and yeah, like, yeah. I wonder. It's there. Like, just yeah. leave it the fuck alone. Corn people be spraying pesticides on them and shit. Like, oh yeah, uh, irrigating, fucking like tapping in their water supplies, shit like that. Wrecking shit every year. They do it every year. You know, that's awful. Every year, I've noticed corn, corn, corn. corn. Since we're talking about corn, may as well talk about bourbon a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, you want to move? You want to move into like whiskey news? Oh yeah, this is fucking solid. Mike's fucking making us drinks. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna miss out, dude. You hear uh, Heaven Hill? Uh, oh, a few days ago um, released a statement. Uh oh. Um, not in, not involving. He's chill. He won't do anything. He might be biting your knee. He took a nap last time he was over at my house. Just like found a spot on a chair. Oh, hilarious. Just napped away. So Heaven Hill um, has released a statement in response to um, Rittenhouse Rye oh, being celebrated of in lieu of the Kyle Rittenhouse um, verdict. I told oh. Nick to stop carrying Rittenhouse. Like, and I like Rittenhouse, but um, it's kind of like Corona beer after the coronavirus. Like, it's just let me read their statement, which yeah. we covered. We covered that. Uh, in uh, February of 2020, I remember. Oh, yeah. uh, this is uh, posted to Heaven Hill's website on November, November the 24th. Yeah. 
we have been disheartened to learn that some individuals and businesses have been using Rittenhouse rye whiskey brand to celebrate the Kyle Rittenhouse case verdict. There is no link between our Rittenhouse rye brand, which was started post-prohibition to commemorate Rittenhouse Square, and this case. Company said there's no. Is that cause. Kentucky or country Pennsylvania? I don't know. Like uh, your, they your treat, accent. They, they treat their employees <laughs> like idi- like 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 shit. So kind of wanted to make them sound like idiots. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they kind of they kind of uh, won one point from me. The company said that there is no cause for celebration following the following the incident. Lives were lost. People were left deeply affected. They also went on to say that the world needs to take a deep reflection on how people can make the world a more peaceful, res- respectful place for all. Mm. That's nice. That's, yeah, I, yeah, I like went, that. That's a good sentiment. They went hard. Yeah. Yeah. As everybody still switches to Pikesville and Wild Turkey 101. I think most people are Which going, if they switched to Pikesville, it'd be the same stuff. It'd be aged yeah. longer. And I don't know what the... Yeah. A little higher Hot proof. Riot. It'd be the same juice, right? I yeah. feel like I just saw, yeah. like, uh, good, Will It Rye, anyway. Oh. I don't fuck with many other ryes, unless there's something, like, closer for me to grab. Something for the bartenders. Don't uh, don't necessarily let people know you've got what you've got from the bottom. I think Kenneth starts from the top, which is smart. Yeah. You know? he Kenneth sells 22-dollar old, old fashions. <laughs> That's well, so, yeah. yeah. It's like parachuting, you know? Yeah. Start from the top. <laughs> it's a lot more fun when you're up there. Uh, when you get down, you just want to get up there again. Yeah. Um, I revisited an old friend. If you're looking for a, a good rye out there. Yeah. The old Michter's rye. Yeah, Michter's oh, rye is great. Rye. It's a single you know, barrel. It's the, yeah, the cool thing. Yeah, it's a single barrel. And it's one of the... Because you got Knob Creek rye, which is easy to find, which is always great in a Manhattan. Fosho. But I like how Michter's rye is lower proof. It's really like a nice sipper. That's not going to. I'm like surprised. It might not it, be the one you want to mix in a Manhattan. Yeah, but on its own, straight. Oh, it's, it's delicious. so so good. So, cool. if you're looking for something to sip on its own or make like a really nice old fashioned that you want to go light on the bitters, light on the sweetness, because so much flavor, it's so light, and I love that. The Michter's American as well is one of my favorite. Nice one. It's yeah. like uh, yeah. I think it's like. A third rye, a third corn, and a third wheat, or something like that. Yeah, it's a, that's, how bored, that's how bored. That's how bored the whiskey. Like a blend of their like, the, yeah. That's yeah. how bored the whiskey industry got. They're like, no, we got this thing called American whiskey, and you're like, wait, I thought it was all American. No, no, this is a mix of uh, this thing over here, and then Warehouse Eight D, and then Warehouse Six. It's you can't find it anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay. It's like that ice cream. It's whiskey and bourbon just getting bored. You know the ice cream? Yeah. It's like chocolate and vanilla and strawberry. Yeah, that yeah. strawberry one. It's all in one. It. You think so? Fucking Is freak. that too much? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I mean, like too much. All right, dude. Like, uh, It seems like... You want to go on vacation? With that amount of people. Your, like, your frame... Like, I think like you get more selfish the more you do it. The more you buy, the more you, you keep. <laughs> Cocaine it's like crypto. Yeah. That, they made a whole movie about that. <laughs> All right. Scarface. Lost Boys? Oh. <laughs> Lost Boys. Oh, All right. What Mike, else is booze so, That was the there. end. Uh, the EU has lifted the, the uh, tariffs 
uh, the 25% tariffs on American uh, spirits oh. as of this week, which is pretty big news because it was, it was a retaliatory tariff against a Trump tariff on – or a United States tariff on uh, European steels being uh, imported to the United States. That was lifted, and in good faith, the EU has lifted the whiskey, the whiskey ban, the the whiskey tariff. Mm. Except since Bre- Brexit has uh, has officially occurred, um, the UK has not repe- repelled it just yet. Interesting. Nor is it expected anytime soon. Do they mm. like very many American spirits because they're so close to like Ireland and Scotland that has their own kind of whiskeys? Do they really get that much down with oh, bourbon? Yeah, they get way down with bourbon. You, Jack you, Daniels. You, you were talking about getting scotch. Oh yeah, yeah. But I only get it like this time of year, like between now and maybe it's the same. Yeah. No, I think bourbon and Jack Daniels are are popular out there. Yeah, I don't feel sure. like like uh, they got the bourbon boom there not later at than we did. But they're still. Extra. I haven't they're been still a, way. I haven't it. been over there to the UK or the Republic since like twenty two thousand eight. Let's blow through these real quick. Uh, Aldi, Aldi Foods, is mm. releasing an espresso martini cheese. Whoa. <laughs> wait, can you say that again? Did you, wait, espresso, wait. Espresso oh, yeah. martini espresso cheese. Espresso martini. Wake me up As we could even, me it was, up. It was back when we were, all three of us were working together with Jess. Like, like yeah. and uh, it got all weird with coffee and Amaro's and stuff like that. We were way ahead of that. Yeah, yeah but you can go back. Let me just say, you can go back in the archives. Go to weownthistown.net or especially go to oh, yeah. liquidgold.show. Oh, yeah, we do have an episode about it. And you can find our episode on Espresso Martini, which I think is one of our finest episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. The Summer of Shots. Yeah, Patrick, you should listen to it. 2019, yeah. I believe. Uh, okay. Yeah, it'll be a uh, a Winsleydale style. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, like uh, all but the yeah. Tell me about this the, cheese. So it's an espresso martini cheese. Huh. Yes, yes. What? I don't think Fuck. of espresso martinis as martinis, other than the glass. Sure. I imagine it's just like gonna add bitter. It's like, more an know, idea. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's a yeah. bitter. It's a bitter element that they're gonna throw into the cheese. It's a like a crumbly cheese. So that, you know, like how like they throw ash into cheeses. Oh like, yeah, they have that vein the, of ash. Is it the Comte? I don't know. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like uh, uh, Aldi every year it. does like some weird cheese, like specialty holiday cheese. Like yeah. they have some other, uh, like a Jamaican spice honey rum cheese as well. That wow. was like out like last year. So, Jesus, they are really throwing throwing ideas I against Aldi the wall. Was like and gone, if they like, can be cheese. Isn't that one in East Nashville gone? Can we talk about the guy who became viral, a viral sensation, as people like to do now on the internet? The alligator beer guy. Yeah, the guy who had an alligator open a beer. He had an alligator open a beer with his teeth. And the guy, like, willed it to happen. He made it happen. He gave the alligator the beer. So he easily could have got his arm ripped off. But the alligator just opens the beer with the teeth. Hmm. That's Florida. Yeah. That was oh a good, gosh. like, encapsulation. That's Florida. <laughs> the Florida Files. Well, uh, Michigan news, Patrick. Mm. Bell's, you know, Bell's sold. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Ooh. Bell's sold to uh, Lion Brands, which is which owns New Belgium in Colorado. Mm. Oh, yeah. Fat tire. Um, they're kind of like, internationally, it's Kieran Brands, but... Yeah. Wow. Lions brand is the US and then I think that they're trying to make the Bells brand a New Belgium merger of some sort. 
Like Bell's is in like don't fuck with it states. if it ain't broke, man. The Bell's is the so owner, good. They the do such like, good work. The owner's yeah. like dying. I think he's just trying to retire. Mm. Some yeah. shit like that. But that uh, was one of uh, the uh, original West Michigan beer brands from you know it's been around. They're going to be before bigger. they were known. I as still like a think that's the city. best. I think that's the best Pilsner made in America oh, is yeah. the Lager of the Lakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's we, good. I, we yeah, went I through. We, we did all have turnip truck together. We yeah, went. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, we went through. We did Pilsner Roundup. Um, I don't think it was last summer. I think it was the summer before. We did yeah. a huge Pilsner Roundup where I thought that was my favorite. But I thought, okay, I'm going to go through. I'm going to taste all these different Pilsners. Yeah. And we we loved. So our friends at Southern Grist, yep. their uh, crispy pills was great. It yep. was super good. We absolutely loved um, Blackberry Farms. Their Pilsner is amazing. Hang but on. I don't Just think to you plug, can uh, beat, I don't think you can beat the Bell's Lager of the Lakes. You cannot. They're it's incredible. There's two that I so love. So let's hope that that lives on. Yeah. Um, what else do you like? Brooklyn Beers makes a good Pilsner, and I like Lagunitas. Um, yeah. I think they do great ones. Um, Easy. And I kind of like both of those brands, like almost everything they do. Like I kind of started with their IPAs, but in the summer when it's too hot and my palate just doesn't want anything like that bitter, Bell's, Lagunitas, and Brooklyn Pilsner. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Kevin and Jared, who are opening their new tap room um, next week, I believe. Yeah, right there in the 700 block of Douglas, right there near Ellington Parkway and oh. Douglas. The new location of, course. of Southern Grist. Leave the neighborhood. Coming soon. It, get, it gets nicer. Once I leave the neighborhood, it gets a lot nicer. Yeah. All right. We got a rapid fire here, you guys. Um, what else we got that's booze worthy? Oh, holy shit. Um, so much. Got a roundup whiskey here. Johnny Walker, yeah. 200, over 200-year-old company, has named its first female master distiller. Nice. Oh, wow. Dr. Emma Walker, who's been working for Diageo Brands for a little over 16 Wait, years. Wait, is her last name really Walker? Yes. That's cool. It is. Is she part of the family? Not or unrelated, yes. Okay. I'm glad you picked up How on that. much did that affect, do you think, their decision? I don't know. If she, they had a she, neck and neck, it's like, <laughs> I oh, would, by the way, been with a company my last for, name is Walker. For six years. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it's, uh, you know. We yeah, would. A guy. We're terrible. Yeah, Ugh. we apologize. Shout out, congrats, Doctor Walker. And speaking of Walker, Dr. we Walker. have our friend Lindsay Walker oh, of yeah. Walker Jewelry. Yes, Walker our- Jewelry. Find them in Old Hickory, Tennessee. And if you're looking for jewelry for the holidays, let's throw a shout out to Walker Jewelry right there. You got the hold address on, on. there, Mike. Right there at 105 24th Street, Unit B in Old Hickory, Tennessee. Just right across the river there. Let's throw their hours out. Wednesday, 12 to 5. Thursday, 12 to 5. Friday, 12 to 5. Only open by appointment. Other than that, you can call them at 615-522-1451. Find them at walkerjewelry.com. What else they got going on over there? Uh, uh, like uh, Lindsay Walker is happy. Very very happy to announce that they're they're doing gift cards for oh, this yeah. holiday season. Oh, yeah. that's great. Um, so maybe you, can, you can't pick out the right thing of jewelry. You're too self conscious about it. Buy the gift card. You can still get something. It's honestly like uh, you can get you buy you it's get a gift handmade. card. You get a gift card for um, a, a, a jewelry class. Say so you mm. you got Mike. You're in a relationship. Mm. You have a do you double date ever? Do you have do, you, um, do y'all do do that? 
That's it's kind tough of a weird because thing. it's hard enough to get a babysitter and like line it all up, get the reservations, like throw re- another you're couple real into people. it. Yeah, you're real people, but there's a lot of like uh, <laughs> weir- of fake weird people, people out there, out there <laughs> that like go out couples on double hang dates out with couples. Yeah, the yeah. couples that do like I don't know what's going on there, but they have to like you know like you know like we got to see Stan and Sometimes they Jessica get bored with themselves. We got to see Stan and Jessica. I love them. I yeah, love or Stan and like, Dan. Yeah, like uh, they're I'm anti-vax. They're anti-vax. Like. Uh, Let's go hang out. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, uh, you can buy them a gift card, and they can take a, uh, right, you a, a jewelry class. It's a spot. Yeah, you remembered it's a commercial Her jewelry's spot. too sophisticated for anti-vaxxers. I Walker you know. Jewelry specializes in platinum, gold, silver, uh, special occasion jewelry. You can make your own wedding ring there or commission, or commission Lindsay to... To, to build one for you. And I think that's you one see? of the coolest things she does is having people make their own wedding rings. You see the pictures that she posts on yeah. Instagram and everything. That's a big thing. Like, make your own wedding ring for your partner. Yeah, and your partner makes makes yours, you know? If you're going to get married, like, uh, you got to get used to you got to get used to doing shit together. Like, yeah. uh, it's... You know what I thought? real used to it. Here's... Someone asked me recently... Well, recently. A couple of years ago. Because we were working with someone that we're sorry, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, someone was going to kind of get a, a bad engagement ring from her crush, a uh, long-time girlfriend. And I was just like, man, I don't know what I would do. But then thinking about it, I think we would travel the world together and at one of the markets just kind of find some great vintage something or another. And that would be... What, for like cheap? Is that what um, you're saying? Not necessarily that, but something that you would get along the experience of traveling together. Yeah, so whether you're in like sure. tell Japan or India it. or yeah. you know what I mean? Like That's not just like I walked like, into a make it, make you it know. with each other. You make, oh, yeah. You make, make it special. Make it with each other. Make Tat- it yeah. special. Tattoo each other. At Walker Jewelry. Yeah. WalkerJewelry.com. Yeah, she'll make get you. She not just, makes everything. Not, it doesn't right. have to do like jewelry yeah. doesn't have to be like the person that you sleep next next to. Oh you no! Know, like uh, it could be a prelude to that. You can you can give jewelry to <laughs> anybody you damn well please, as you should. Yeah, buy it for your friends, your nana. Get yeah. your nana a necklace. Get your nana a necklace. Mm, I love that, Mike. You had a uh, you have a bolo that Lindsay Walker made for you. Lindsay Walker made me a, a lovely bolo, bolo. Ladies, buy your bow a bolo. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Find them at walkerjewelry.com. Old Hickory, Tennessee. Nice. Back to the show. All right. Let's <laughs> round it up. Uh, end of, this is a, how long have we been doing this? Like 45 minutes? Too long. An hour and 20. What, booze news? No way. No. no. Yeah, Just take your time. This is your show. All right, boys. Uh, you ready to hear these names? Yes. They're kind of like creepy names, too. Like, tell <laughs> oh, me what no. they did. Bob Bath. Fred Dame, Fred Dexheimer, mm-hmm. Drew Hendricks, Joseph Lender, hmm. Matt Stamp. They sound like fake names from like a yeah Adam McKay movie. I don't know. I was say, they, Zach I don't know what their names were before they became these names. Okay, and I'll tell you one name: these men are not mm. no more. What Master Sommeliers? Oh, they have been kicked out of what? 
Out of, what'd what they do? You, out of, what are you talking about? Out of the guild song. Out of the All court. Right. Out of the guild. Yeah. Mm. Did they make bad wine we'll have to talk or to Jody make a bad this. decision? They were making some gra bad grabs. Oh. Um, I haven't looked too far into the um, the allegations against these uh, these six gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but but let me tell you something. There are some sommeliers out there that are fucking creepy ass dudes. Yeah. And I've always had my eyes on them. Mm. It's kind of vindicating to hear, like, some of them are getting the fuck out. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's been, like, a two-year thing to begin mm. with, I, th I think. Like, uh, this this current investigation by, the, like, the Napa-based... What is it? Court of Sommeliers. Court of Sommeliers, yeah. which is mostly men. I don't even think that there's a woman on the Court of Sommeliers right mm. now. Uh, they, they've investigated 22 master psalms. Um Wow, dis 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 disbarring six of them. So what 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 exactly did they do? Um, what was the offense? What was the a lot crime? Of, a lot of grabbery. Ah, so oh, similar to Mark Kozlik getting canceled, I, like I, physical. You're talking grabbery. actual when grabbery. I started, I started like uh, I thought it was like bad deal. Grabbery. First of all, it's potential it's really, it's really hard to get a lot of the information here. Allegedly. All you hear is like uh, a lot of ass grabbing of women is common. So in, literal in ass grabbing, literal like uh, hmm. uh, palm. Kenneth is grabbing fingers, the air right now. With palm his and fingers, hands. like uh, like blatant. <laughs> He's grabbing a little booty. Blatant grabbery has been like kind of a common thing. Hmm. That's amongst, uh, that's not okay amongst sommeliers in the United States. Hmm. Jesus. Well, we got a Male we got a sommelier, sommelier to come on Male the show sommeliers. here here soon, Miss Jody, who oh, yeah. uh, she will definitely have an opinion on that. So we will follow up on that uh, on that story because well, she like, will uh, have a lot, a lot of, to say about that. So I look forward to that. It, it is a big deal because like, I mean I'm talking a year ago when this stuff was starting to come out, and New York Times has been writing on it the whole time. Um. A lot, a lot of, of uh, sommeliers have, have sent, sent their pens back and renounced the entire organization. Hmm. Like, um, perhaps we do not need, like, you know, like uh, this sort of lapel or whatever to say that we can sell or not sell wine when it puts us in in in, in harm's way in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Apparently, hmm. yeah, is, is kind of the yeah. That's crazy. But, I had. Yeah. Um, out in Seattle, I had three lady bosses, and I was constantly getting my ass grabbed. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I, I think how did I you was... feel? Well, well, yeah. Let's. How did you feel about that? Was it was it awkward to the point you're like, this this they feels were like it's really kind of a cool. So they were cool. Um, it was kind of it was all right with me. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's other situations where I might not have liked it, but. It was Dude, great having I, three lady bosses. When I was like, and they were badasses. And um, yeah, if I had to bend down to get something, something was going in your ass. When I was like twenty, hmm. twenty one like years old, I had a <laughs> oh, uh, wow, a, 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 a general manager that was very interested in me and yeah. was very grabby. Mm. And my girlfriend at the time would laugh about it. Everyone would laugh about it, and I didn't like it. And. Uh, I was really pissed that like the girlfriend wouldn't like be like, hey, aren't you, aren't you fucking at least jealous? Don't you aren't you jealous? This like lady's 
grabbing me and like putting me in these weird situations. And she was like, ah, it's funny. She was a hoe. Like, my girlfriend was a hoe like, at the time. Like, she fucking like, I, not, like they both had to go. Like, I, get, away, get out of my life. So I ended up having to like break up with a girl and quit a job because I was in, I was, I was being harassed. In and, a bad way, though. Yeah, I never yeah. even really thought about it. Like, as far as like the Me Too movement, like, that, that was their yeah. thing. But like, now, like we're eighteen months and t- two years into like the definition of the movement, I, I'm w- yeah. I'm willing to tell tell my story because I think everyone else has had enough time to tell theirs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we dudes. can follow up on that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dropping the bomb of booze news. All right. Well, we support you, Kenneth, and uh, your ability to tell your story. Oh, that's fine. And you can uh, confide in us at any time. So, was there anything uh, on the holiday playlist that, that like you thought, uh, I don't know if this is holiday. I don't know if I can throw this in there. Take us out with something. There's a few things. Um, one of them, um, I don't have to play this one, but um, play a it was snippet. A little weird. Yeah. Of a so last year we had a Christmas bombing, and. Oh, yeah. In a weird way... The Christmas Day bombing downtown Nashville. Yeah. The TNT building. Yeah, yes. almost one year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was playing Petula Clark's downtown. Yeah. And, you know, with all of the different bad situations that have happened, I wanted to leave it off my Christmas playlist, but because the guy did it at such a time of day, like 5 a.m. when nobody's downtown, which is basically the, you know, our, our busiest part of city... Uh, right where it happened, he'd kind of done it like if he did it six hours earlier or six hours later, it would have, you know, probably killed or injured dozens or hundreds of people sort of a thing. Um, So I think that one actually works with it. Um, I think... And this is going to take us out. So we're about, oh. we're about out of town. All right. Out of time. I think for those of you that do like the um, Charlie Brown Christmas, Oscar Peterson does a great jazz album that I think if you love that chilled out Christmas jazz. Um, Oscar Peterson. Yeah. Mm. This is a later one um, for him anyways, like 1995 or mid-90s. But um, if you kind of like that kind of chilled out Christmas and you don't want it in your face um, or you want something to lounge around to. Um, What's the name of the record? It it's called an Oscar Peterson Christmas. Oh, shit. And most of it is pretty good. Um, you could. What up, Chris? <laughs> Shh, buddy. You, yeah. Um, you dog in the studio. And another yeah, record one player in the studio for you guys. Like, if some of you like more of like the Beach Boys one, check out the Avalanches Ski Surfing from I want to say like '63. Oh wow! Um, but if you kind of want like a really charming surf rock album that's really great, uh, maybe you need something to round out your Beach Boys or something like that. Um, I think there's so much good stuff out there. Just, you know, make sure that you find stuff that you like and fills your home or your bar um, with stuff that you want to hear. Because there's, you know, a lot of people that'll poo-poo on the Christmas, but 
Um, there's gorgeous stuff all over the place. Um, whether you need something more party or, or something to just chill out and sip on something too. So that's great. I love it. Thank you yeah. so we're much. Close it down. We're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, post a, a link on our stories on Instagram at liquidgold underscore pod where we can link you to a Spotify playlist um, yep. of Patrick Wayne the Selector, Mr. Patrick Goodspeed. Thank you so much for being here today, Patrick. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Patty. My we're pleasure. overdue to talk music on here. Yeah. And um, for my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Deadman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for all the booze news. Spectacular. Yeah, we'll be back boys. soon talking wine, holiday wines, with an amazing sommelier. So don't miss out on that. Oh, yeah. And thanks, y'all, for listening. If you need a little Christmas cocktail, let me tell you, here's all you need. Get oh, a little yeah. peppermint ice cream, all right? Yeah. Do a, do a cup of peppermint ice cream. Like mint chocolate to, chip or oh, specifically peppermint? Either one. You could do peppermint. You could do mint chocolate chip. Either way. You could do chocolate. You could do vanilla. Yeah. You could also do, and this is important, an ounce and a half Bronca Menta. All nice. right? That's a that's a Christmassy spirit. Quarter ounce of lime juice. Get a little bit of acid in there. Yeah. Pinch of salt. Nice. Then, spirit of your choice. So you could do vodka. You could do gin. You could do whiskey. I'd probably recommend whiskey. So you got your whiskey. You got your Bronca Menta. You got your peppermint ice cream. Blend that up. And serve it up, shave a little chocolate over the top, mm. and you have Christmas in a glass. That's great. I love doing. Speaking of which, Guinness just released chocolate mint. Stout. Oh, nice! All right, damn. We gotta like... round it up. All right, um, thanks, thanks y'all for listening. Put two ounces of green chartreuse in a dark hot chocolate, and you got two ingredients together, and it's perfect. Oh, that's um, a good idea. Yeah. Green, the green chartreuse hot chocolate. Or if you do yellow chartreuse, just put it in black coffee if you like coffee more than whatever. But green chartreuse, hot chocolate, yellow chartreuse, black Excellent. coffee. Excellent. Great idea, Pat. Thanks, y'all, for coming. Uh, thanks to producer Michael Eads. Thank you, Jess Matching, for the logo. Our ringer, Jess Backus, will be back soon. And mm-hmm. to our producer, Michael Eads, and everybody at We Own This Town, we will see you next time on Liquid Gold. Later, All right. You. See ya. <laughs> All right. Shoot. Yeah. Hey, Hopefully it wasn't too rushed. No. It was perfect.